And like, Merry Christmas! <laughs> no. Yet to Mayor. Me. Chris. Mus. That's Well, good morning, church family. Merry Christmas. Uh, I'm Derek, and I'm here with the rest of our awesome ministries team Matt, Jake, Debbie. And uh, we're excited to be with you this morning in this unique way and celebrate Jesus' birthday together. Um, feels weird for me to miss this morning. I'm not out with you in person. Are you out there? Are you here in person? Yes. Are you guys here in person? Yep. Hey, Jake. So you might Daddy, see... Good, good job up there this morning. <laughs> so you see each other out there. Sorry, church family. My family and I are not with you this morning. We are making our way to Southern California. We have a family wedding. I am officiating my niece's wedding. It's going to be a great day, but we uh, miss you this morning. Uh, so as we get going here, the four of us want to share with you some things we, we're thinking about that encourages us. Uh, in recent weeks, those of you that have been with us, we've been talking about Advent, celebrating this Advent season. The word Advent means coming, or the arrival of Jesus into the world. And so the past few Sundays, we've talked hope and peace and joy and love. And, and we want to just keep going with that, with uh, all these gifts of grace, of all the amazing things that are true in our lives because of Jesus coming into the world. And so we're just going to take a couple minutes each to share with you, church family, some a, a gift of grace each that we're encouraged by and so thankful for um, Jesus' work in our life. So, Jake, yeah. when you think of the gifts of grace that come from Jesus entering into the world, what do you got for us? Yeah, uh, because of Jesus' advent through his gift of grace, we have freedom. Mm. We have freedom in Christ. And it says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. It's for freedom that he set us free. And we are no longer bound to the law of sin and death. There's 613 laws in the Old Testament mm -hmm. in like the, the first half of your Bible and we on our own power cannot perfectly obey the 613 laws. Therefore, it is the law of sin and death because it leads to sin and death. So don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. Don't bind yourself to accomplishing your own salvation. Don't continue to live under a legalistic religion. Be free because Christ has set you free. There's freedom in his grace. His yoke is light. It's not burdensome. It's not, however, giving you a pass to just kind of live however you want to have the pass of keeping on sinning and don't abuse the freedom, but be free to live a holy life in Christ. Galatians, uh, further in the chapter of chapter 5, verse 13 says, For you were called to a freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in this one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Serve and seek the good of others. It is there that we find the balance of freedom is found in the grace of Jesus Christ. 
And in that freedom, we can enjoy bacon-wrapped dates during Christmas time because wow. those are delicious, right? <laughs> freedom to enjoy bacon-wrapped dates. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that you put, you know, not the freedom to do whatever we want because that comes to our minds as Americans and our freedoms and, and what we want and what we get. Yep. But how cool if God wants us to be free to live for him, free to live out his ways. That's so encouraging. Yeah. That's the gift of grace you're thinking of, huh? That's the gift of grace that was on my mind. Right right on. Favorite? Freedom. That's ah, one of my favorites. <laughs> you guys stole the other ones. That's <laughs> true. There's a lot to choose from. Yeah. There's, There's a, a lot, lot to choose from. <laughs> well, and, and when, when we talk about freedom, in some ways that does lead right into the one I was going to say. You know, there's among the many things I think that we are, are freed into or freed from uh, would be the idea of being freed from sin, freed from the penalty, power, and presence of sin. So when I think of Jesus coming into the world, this first advent, when, when I think of Jesus coming into the world, he brings our salvation. And when we think of our salvation, we tend to think, I think we, we maybe most frequently think of salvation past tense or future tense. I have been saved. I, there's no longer a penalty for my sin. And that's true and amazing good news. Or we think future tense, uh, I will be free from the very presence of sin. I will be saved. For, there won't even be sin in my life in the future when Jesus returns, when he sets all things right. Um, but what a gift of grace it is that we also have a present tense salvation, a freedom from the, the power of sin over us. And, and that, sometimes we call that sanctification, uh, that fancy church word that means that we are being changed into the image of Jesus, that our okay. salvation is not just past and future, but Right now, Jesus is changing us and making us new and giving us a new heart, new mind, and new attitudes uh, as he changes us to be more like Jesus. So, I mean, think of that, that we are being changed, or that we are set free from the, um, the power of sin over us. I mean, sin has no hold on us. Uh, we have the ability, church family, to live for him. You know, when we, when we see his best for us, when we see what he lays out for us and how he wants us to live, we have... Um, we have the ability, because of the grace of God, because of the Holy Spirit of God in us, to live out the ways of Jesus, to avoid sin, to choose righteousness, to obey God, um, because sin has no hold on us. And so the verse I wanted us to look at really quick is Philippians 2, verse 12 and following. It says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence... Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And listen to this. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Um, we, are, we are being saved, present tense, from the power of sin over us. Uh, yes, there's a call right in that verse to live out our salvation, to, to work out our salvation. What are the implications of me being saved? What should that look like in my life? But then what a joy to know that living it out is not just on me and my power and my ability, but it says right there in the passage that it's, God's, uh, that, uh, that it's God who works in you, both to will and to work. So the desire to obey, the ability to obey is a gift of grace. And so I'm just so encouraged by that, that, uh, that God's not done with me that he's not done with each of you, church family, that he's still at work in your lives, changing you more and more into the image of Jesus. Uh, isn't it good that God's still working? 
mm-hmm. that, that we are benefits of that gift of grace. Yeah. 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 It's so encouraging that um, he did not come to condemn, but to bring us along mm. and give us that power to keep on going and the, the freedom to do so mm. uh, and be sanctified. Yeah. He didn't just bring it and leave it and say, hope you can figure it out. Yep. He's with yep. us all the time, day to day, hour to hour, minute by minute. Yeah. Helping us and, and with us. I mean, yeah. God with us. That's, that's what uh, this whole season is about. And it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. One of the, you know, I feel like one of those things that, that Christ brings through sanctification mm. uh, is this idea in concept uh, that I really connected with of contentment. Uh, and particularly with, you know, as I was praying through what, I, what the Lord was leading me to was sometimes this Christmas season, especially in America, mm-hmm. like we brought up already, is that Christmas is so uh, uh, gift focused and it can be really uh, me centric. Um, and that is something particularly that Christ wants to break in us, mm. that he calls us to selflessness to give to others before we receive. Scripture tells us how joyous it is to mm. give than it is to receive. And I feel like uh, it, that can get lost sometimes. Uh, and so this verse that I was, that I was led to uh, is out of Philippians as well, uh, chapter four, verses 11, onto the, the popular verse, verse 13, um, And it says, now that I'm speaking of being in need, and this is the Apostle Paul talking here, uh, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Mm. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And then the verse that we have all heard, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You know, Paul's coming from this, uh, coming from this background of he used to be extremely wealthy and have everything that he could ever want and ever need. And then Christ came into his life and changed everything radically. And he's been in prison. He's been beaten. He's been shipwrecked. Uh, he's been in all these situations that it's like, man, where's my next meal coming from? This coat I got on is the only thing that I have to my name. Hmm. And he's like, in all things, I have learned how to be content. And I think that Christ brings this unnatural and supernatural ability to be like, Lord, I know you're going to take care of my needs. I know you're going to take care of everything. No matter the circumstance, I am content in you. Hmm. What a gift. Yeah. So you mean that 413 is not just a promise to athletes? Like I can Absolutely. do whatever I want. I can, yeah. just, I can, I can do anything because Christ. For sure. Is, it's yep. a little more significant than it that. Is, it is, yeah. I can, like... I can guarantee that after the fact of going through high school baseball and, and not going any further because I cannot do All pro athlete right. <laughs> through Christ. Right, <laughs> because but, of that. But that we can. But that. It, but that. I guess as we already been talking about, that Christ in us, yep. by His Spirit, strengthens us to do what He's called us to do. Oh yeah. Um, 
to live for him, to, Are to you be sad content. You, called to be a pro athlete, Matt? you know, if a 10 year old me would say yes, <laughs> but now, no. Now, 30 year old Matt. Now, 30 year old Matt says, content. I am content and love the life that I've been given. Right on. Yeah. Very cool. All right, friend. Well, one of my very favorite gifts as a result of grace is rest. Hmm. And it is the one that the Lord brought me to to speak on a little bit this morning. Uh, the scripture that he brought me to is Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. The ESV version says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So this is the time of year when... Maybe we feel like the yoke is heavy. It's not always an easy, restful time of year. And how have you men felt like December's been for you? A lot of rest or busy or what do you think? Busy. No, busy. Busy? Okay. Yeah. What, and what would your wives say, do you think? Are they just resting, just looking it up? <laughs> Probably not. No. So, you know, um, I think that sometimes the holidays bring things up in our mind, um, Maybe we wish we could um, do things differently, or we wish we would have prepared more, or um, maybe given less attention to some things and more attention to other things. But, you know, the reason I love the rest that Christ gives is because it just releases us. It kind of goes back to that freedom and contentment and just allowing him to work in our lives, that we can trust him. Um, I really, I want to read Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30 again in the message. It's a paraphrase. Mm -hmm. But I just love this, and I just hope that there's someone that this really speaks to besides just me. Hmm. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a rest, a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting upon you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And I love this because, you guys, rest is promised by Christ to all, anyone who comes to him. That's what he says. He doesn't even say you need to, you need to accept and let him love you yet. He just says, if you're tired, just come to me. That's good news that we need to share. We come to him and then it's found in him. And the rest that he offers, I mean, we can all attest to it, it's unmatched. It is like no other rest that you've found. And I think it's important that um, we need to beware of false substitutes, maybe of rest. You know, because nowadays we might hear something like me time or downtime or even vacation time or a mm -hmm. getaway. Mm -hmm. But real rest is when we move into him and get close and we're yoked together with him. Because when we're anchored in Christ and his kingdom purpose is revealed to us for our life, that's when we can really move together with him. And that's when real rest starts. Rest isn't always just taking a nap, although naps are important. I know you enjoy them, Jake. <laughs> naps, naps are important now and then. But truly, sometimes rest doesn't look like not doing anything. Sometimes resting is just being close to the Holy Spirit and just getting right in there and letting him lead you into what um, he has yeah. for us. Hmm. So um, 
I just think it's, it's really my favorite, favorite thing. Because, you know, we have different things that we're doing. We have activities and projects, and sometimes we feel like we're getting busy. But no matter what life brings, when we rest in Him, we can just, we can just handle it with Him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that, yeah. So needed. Mm-hmm. So needed. Yeah. Even as you read the verse, I feel like we, if we had time, maybe we'd just keep reading Matthew 11 over and over. I feel like I got, <laughs> I got some physiological mm-hmm. relief just hearing. It is. Mm-hmm. It kind of releases. And then I just one more real yeah, quick note. Yeah. When, when we yoke ourselves with him, he will lead us. He will guide us. Mm-hmm. And we need to be willing to release our expectations and our personal plans, I think. God's taught me that. Mm-hmm. He's taught me that I can rest that knowing whatever comes into our path, into our life, it's not unknown by him. When I feel like something just appears on my path and I'm looking like, where did it come from? The Lord's never surprised. He's like, okay. And I just remember, he's with me. We keep walking. When we're keeping company with him, he will equip us fully. He won't just give us like a tiny little thing. If you need a big stick, it's a big stick. (laughs) If you need something small, he will equip us fully to handle, to meet and walk with a steady foot through all we encounter. True rest is stability, and it's just my very favorite because I've had some unstable things in my life, and Christ has always mm. been there for me, mm. and I'm yeah. so grateful. So I think, I think that's my very favorite. So if you haven't found true rest in Christ, please just ask him for it. Just yeah. get close mm. to him. Yeah. That would be a Christmas gift we would, we would wish for you, church family, is yeah. to find all that you need in Jesus, rest, his grace is sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. Thankful for each of you. Yeah. And uh, thankful for Jesus and, and all these topics that we could talk about and, and, uh, and more and more things that are gifts of grace. And encourage you to take a minute this morning or take some time later today with your family, church family. What are, what are gifts of grace from Jesus that are meaningful for you? What has changed your life? What, how can you encourage your family or your friends today? Um, you are loved, church family. And uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.